Hello, everyone. I'm just checking in for the week. Um, wanted to say that I'm doing a lot better. I'm also just, you know, having a billion things to do. I have Tuesday, I have a class presentation for about 30 minutes for uh, for class. And then Thursday, I have a poster presentation as part of my capstone project for a certificate program I'm in. And let's see, so Tuesday, I have in my presentation, we're going to be talking about um, scarcity and migration. So basically, how does you know, not having things cause you to migrate, and specifically we're focusing on um, climate change and how climate change affects your migration. So, for example, this is, you know, the same thing as uh, um, talking about, I mean, it's basically the same thing as just talking about climate change in general. You're going to have sea level rise, and how does that rising um, cause it, cause migration? And so, let's see, I'll give you an example. So we're talking about um, the country of New Zealand, <coughs> and there's been a couple court cases where people have come essentially claiming that they want to be a refugee on the basis of climate change. And so, unfortunately, there's not a good legal basis for that because refugees are, forget off the top of my head what all the requirements are, but it's like, you know, you're not, you're being persecuted for your religion or your race or your nationality, you know, belief, things like that. And so, um, so when it comes to that kind of thing, the issue is, is there's not, you know, a good, it doesn't fit into one of those categories. And, um, interestingly, in New Zealand, when this first came up, they were like, well, no, you can't, you know, basically what I just said, you can't claim it because it doesn't fit in the international definition. But then later, they started letting a couple people in. Um, I mean, also the sample size is small. There's just not a whole lot of people coming in claiming refugee status due to climate change, and so, um, but anyway, they, uh, they eventually sort of not really reversed it, but sort of twisted it, I guess, um, is they, uh, said that the, that they would admit this, these people, in this case, due to humanitarian reasons, um, but anyway, so they've actually 
just recently updated their law to allow for, you know, refugee from climate change status. So that, you know, the world is improving. You know, we're also covering um, uh, this um, little island in Louisiana, and you're going to have to forgive me that I don't remember the name. I actually know a better example. can't remember that name either, which goes to show you how prepared I am for tomorrow. But anyway, um, this town in Alaska, it's like a whaling town. Anyway, they tried to sue ExxonMobil for, you know, essentially causing climate change due to greenhouse gases. And they were struck down in district court for um, not being, you know, essentially the court said that climate change and, you know, regulating climate change and things like that is a political issue and not a judicial issue. Although, while I agree with the sort of legal finding there, sometimes I kind of wish it was a judicial issue. But anyway, um, so essentially, you know, there's, there's this group in Alaska that's sort of trying to figure out what to do. It's estimated by like 2023, they're going to be underwater. So, yeah, and that's the other interesting thing is, is you think, oh, climate change is way far off, you know, it's way, way, way ago, but you know, 2023 is like in five years. So, it's, it's coming. Um, in fact, they're losing, I think, about one year they lost like a hundred feet of, you know, coastline going inward. So that's a lot. But anyway, so then Thursday, I'm giving my presentation on cultural responses to testing and treatment of infectious diseases. Shows you my biology major right there. But anyway, it's um, covering Ebola and Zika and how, you know, Ebola and the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, or Democratic Republic of the Congo, and uh, Brazil and, and Zika. So, with that, I'm looking at, you know, one, in the DRC, they're, you know, they've been having armed conflict, they've been having, you know, confusion in the sort of public health realm with people thinking, you know, certain beliefs about what is Ebola? or being just fearful of Ebola and, you know, thinking that, you know, 
that are actually not really fearful of well, they're fearful of Western medical workers. This is a problem we had with, for example, the uh, the uh, AZT drug trial was with AZT. It was a HIV/AIDS drug, where it still is technically. But anyway, they um, in this trial they had you know your one group that's getting the medicine, getting the AZT. And then they had a um, placebo group. And so the point is, is that if the point of the drug is to prevent people, well, technically, it's to prevent kids from receiving HIV from their parents, you know, through breast milk primarily. Um, but if you're, you know, if the point of the drug to prevent people from getting HIV, you don't give them a placebo, right? You give them, you know, a drug that actually works. And so actually, you know, the AZT trial, they already knew that AZT worked. The point was, was that AZT was expensive. And so if you, they wanted to figure out if they could do a shorter you know, series of doses, you know, fewer doses and whether that worked. And that actually did end up working, I believe. But anyway, the point is, is if you already know the AZT works, instead of testing, instead of testing AZT as a, um, as a, uh, as a, um, as a, uh, sorry, um, this is a problem with recording while you walk, but anyway, so you have AZT, and so the, the, the drug, the drug they knew worked, and the problem is, is that they didn't, um, give the people the drug that they knew worked, right? They just gave them a sugar pill, which is not the same thing. You know, of course, yes, it will be more expensive to give them the full dose of AZT, but, you know, if you're doing a drug trial, you shouldn't make people sick. That's not the point. Um, you know, that's unethical. So long and short of it. Um, so anyway, there, you know, there's this sort of fear against Western medical workers. And so, you know, part of the Ebola treatment protocol is you take people away, right? You put them in quarantine, you know, to keep them from infecting others. And by doing that, you know, you can, you know, help the community stay safe. And so essentially, what I'm talking about in my project is that, um, you know, these communities need to work, or really it's not communities that need this, but the, the healthcare workers 
need to understand these things and you know use their history and try and you know turn that history around but anyway um i'm uh, just hoping that both my presentations go well and that everything else goes smoothly too <clears throat> All right, well, I will talk to y'all later. I hope you have a wonderful week, and stay safe out there. Bye-bye.